0: One. Showtime. This is Dog Food Podcast, episode number one. I'm your host Jack Z. Joining me today is my brother Mike Whitlaw. Mike and I met on a men's trip last February, and I can say that I found a brother for life in Mike. Mike, welcome to the show, my brother. It's good to see you.
1: It's good to be on, Jax. I love you, bro.
0: I love you too, bro. I'm so excited for the people to hear about your journey, man. So for a little bit about Mike for you all listening, Mike is from born and raised in Chicago. He works at a company called Box Partners. Mike is a lover, a fighter, a father of three, and so much more. And I want to shout out Zach Hommel for taking us on the men's trip last February. That really changed my life and opened my eyes up to so many different things. And it really helped me mature. I was wondering, Mike, if you could dive in a little bit about that, about Zach and the men's trip and what you got from it and just kind of start with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, Jax, thank you for inviting me on this podcast. Um, I've never been on a podcast and this is all new to me. You know, it's, it's, this is, this is a, this is a surreal and, uh, uh, motivating experience for me, but as far as Zach Homo goes, um, I met Zach in, in 2014, I was actually on my, uh, What do they call it? They say uh, the uh, after after you get married, you go on the honeymoon, right? So I was in the Bahamas, actually. I was on Green Turtle Key in uh, the Bahamas, and I got I was flipping through my phone, and you know how Twitter has uh, suggestions on who you should follow, and Zach Como popped up and. And I and I looked at his feed and uh it was great. So I followed him. And then uh, you know how, how we started uh connecting was through moms. Um we we both have a tremendous amount of respect for our mothers and they are the leaders of our life. So uh we we talked about that and then we connected and then I went and uh, met Zach personally at uh, at the Fit Expo uh, in Chicago in 2015, where he set two records—weightlifting records, uh, weightlifting records uh, for bench and um, and
2: I think squat. But I uh, I went to the show
1: and I just you know it was funny because I walked through the crowd into where the competitors were. And I went down to Zach and I was like, hey man, I'm Michael Whitlaw, man. Nice to meet you. And it was, it was, it was a it was a it was a pretty cool experience. And I got to know about uh what happens at a powerlifting uh contest or or meet. And um Zach was there by himself. He didn't have anybody. And and I was there He really showed up long. by himself to the weightlifting competition. Yeah, yeah. And I took videos of him, uh, breaking the records. So we have proof. So, you know, for all those haters out there, but, um, but that's where I met Zach personally. Now, um, it gets a little tricky after that because, um, I was, uh, I was married at that point. Right. So I had life going on and, you know, my, uh, you know, my wife and we were trying to make babies and, you know, um, we made the babies. <laughs> and you know, and I still stayed in contact with Zach, but um, it was after my divorce, uh, when I got divorced from my wife, uh, when my wife divorced me actually, um, that's when I reached out to Zach um, for for assistance, for coaching. And that's when he was doing these retreats and and like the men's group, The men's group was just getting started when I reached out to Zach uh, for personal help, for coaching,
2: and um, I
1: met him in a uh, Holiday Inn parking lot. He pulled up in his Dodge Ram. We hugged. Great to see you, And uh, and then we literally sat down on the blacktop. And talked for about four hours. And that changed my life. That conversation, I'm gonna start crying too. <laughs>
0: That's all good, but brother.
1: That conversation went a long way because, you know, I've always been a believer in God and Jesus in the Bible and the Holy Spirit and everything. You know, I've always been a believer, but um, Zach sort of helped me, you know, reach out to God, reach out to Jesus. He he taught me how to connect with him. And I mean, for that, I'm forever grateful uh, to Zach because um, that's what changed my mind you know, I had a, I had an entirely different perspective. I was hard on myself. I was uh, disobedient. I uh, chased cravings and, you know, he kind of zoned in on that for me. And, you know, I've, I've had, you know, I, I didn't grow up, you know, like a normal, normal American boy. Right. I didn't have like, mom and dad there so you know and i was i was blaming everybody else for how bad i was right i was blaming you know my mom i was blaming you know my dad who who's who's deceased by the way he passed away in uh uh, june 5th 1998 six months before uh, my daughter gianna was born so he didn't get to meet his granddaughter but he knew and, um, he, I, I was able to tell him about, uh, being a grandfather right before he passed away. So he knew that he was going to be a grandpa before he passed away. So that's, that's super cool. But Zach, you know, just sort of came into my life at that point. It was, it was serious. It was serious at that point. And that was right when he was kicking off these men's retreats and, uh, the men's group, but I went on the first retreat in Breckenridge, Colorado, and I uh I met so many great people. I met Matt, um juice, Brand, Brandon, Juice, juice was there, yeah, but you know. I didn't know what to expect. I, I was, I was thinking, uh, going to Breckenridge, I'm going to be in the mountains. I've been to Breckenridge before at that point. Uh, and. It was incredible. You know, what happened was there was five, six guys sitting around a table being honest, being vulnerable, being intentional. And I mean, we cried, you know, we, you know, we talked about our personal lives and it was it was very inspirational. You know, Zach, I mean, Zach came with, let me just show you here, hold on a second. I know I'm on video, yeah, let me put it down. But this binder, this binder is full of what Zach has created. I refer back to it a lot, you know, I'm, I mean, as much as I possibly could. And he, he has created an incredible program to help men grow and, and be the man that they want to be the, uh, the fathers that they want to be, um, you know, the single men, you know, because obviously I was divorced at that point. So, um, you know, it was, uh, I cried a lot during that that retreat, and but we also hiked a lot. We hiked a lot. We worked out. We rode RVs, um, or not RVs, but four wheelers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, just through so the cool. mountains. I hit the, I hit the peak, man. I hit the highest peak in Illinois in uh, or not in Illinois in the United States in in Colorado. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, we, 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 we shared our stories and that was the most important part. And everybody had something different to say, but we all wanted the same results, right? It was about growing, about becoming, uh, working on your faith. This is not a, a church or religious or you know, faith-based retreats. You know, this is this is for you to come and just share your story and be around other gentlemen who have the same aspirations as you. One, they they want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be better men. They want to be better husbands. They want to be better fathers. They want to just be better in life. And that's what these retreats are based off of. And if you go on a retreat, I can 100% guarantee you that you are going to get the exact thing that you need to be exactly what you want to be. You know, if you, if you're, if you aspire to be a, open up a business, Zach has helped so many dudes on Twitter, on Twitter. Probably the biggest one is Joey Devlin. (laughs) That guy is like a mirror of Zach Homer, you know, he, and he's popping off, bro. He's doing such a good job, you know, but guys like that, you know, Matt Izzo, you know, Dylan Spina, uh, Adam Kitchens, you know, Dan Barnett, you know, these guys, these guys are working their tails off and it's, and it's because of uh, what, what this program has done for them. So, Zach has created an empire, and whether he knows it or not, he's a king. And you know, he is—he uh, is the leader, and he is the founder of all of this. And you know, he has connected so many people through Twitter, and it's incredible. I mean, I talk—I talk to somebody from Twitter once a week at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jax, you and I are sitting on this podcast because we were on a Zach Homo retreat. Exactly,
0: bro. And that's why I wanted to give this intro to Zach to thank him yes. and tell people about him and give him that shout out and that recognition that he deserves. There's not many people that deserve that, and he does. Yeah. And to go, you. I want to go off really quick about that men's trip, just to add that a little bit. Like Mike said, it's not about religion and – because a lot of people get turned off by that. A lot of people get turned off by faith for whatever reason if they're not in it, if they're not in the, in the game of believing. And what I will tell you is that if you do take the time to go on a men's trip, and whether it's Zach's or something else, I will tell you this, to be able to detach yourself from society – For three to five days, however long you're going with other people that are searching with you that are willing to pour their hearts out and sit in a circle and not turn on the TV and look at each other in the eyes and hear each other and listen to each other. That is one of the most powerful things that we as humans can do. Because we have lost so much of that with technology and social media and we're beating ourselves in the frickin' foot with, with those things. Although those things are so powerful, like Mike just said, we met Zach through social media. That is one of the best things that I think can come from that is the networking and back to what I was saying. If you have that opportunity, just go do it. Spend the money, invest in yourself, go on one of those men's trips. I would recommend Zach's. Hit him up, Zachhomosystems.com. Sign up for his newsletter. Sign up for a men's trip. You will not be sorry, I promise. Anyway, thanks for the floor, Mike. Continue on
1: what you yeah, were going to no, say. It's, uh, you know, and I want to, you know, because it's always, it's all, you know, everything's about money with, with. Yes with guys that are not, um, are not edu, I mean, not educated, but uh, not experienced. Yes. You know, they're not experienced. So the first thing that they look at is the money, you know, mm-hmm. but when you spend the money, I mean, I mean, money is just monetary bullshit. Okay. And it's, it's not even real language. Y- yeah. You know? It's, uh, it's, you know, everybody focuses on that and they're like, I can't afford it. I'm like, well, you know what, you know, if you, if you talk to Zach, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll put you on a, on a payment plan. He'll, he'll, he'll do, listen, Zach knows he he can connect with people and he knows who are the real ones, right? So the guys that actually do have money problems like myself, you know, he'll help you out. He'll, he'll say, okay, just pay me in six months or pay me in installments. You know, and once you get past the money, the monetary point of it, because Zach does deserve to get paid for his services.
0: It's his job.
1: It's his job. Right. I mean, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's his job. So, I mean, obviously. You have to pay for it. But. What you get out of it, you'll come back a different person. I, I don't care. I don't care how hardcore you are. You might have all of your stuff together when you go on one of these retreats, but when you come back, you will have a different perspective. You will. And that's, I mean, to me, that's gold. Like whatever money you put into it, you're going to get 10 times back in information, in experiences, in knowledge, wisdom. And then you can use that in your normal life. It's incredible. I, i've I've been through
2: <sighs> I'm not the same person today that I was
1: two years ago. And you know, it's because of our our heavenly Father, because I've reached out, but it was because of Zach. That I got to this point. So I, uh, I I owe nothing but love and respect to Zach Homo. And I'm so proud of him watching him, you know, catapult into the stratosphere of success. And, you know, one of these days he's gonna have his goal, and that's the cabin in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna, he's gonna hold retreats there. He's gonna invite people. He's always gonna have somebody there. He's always got buddies there hiking out with him. So he's gonna to get to that, and I'm, I'm I'm just I'm I'm so proud to be a part of that, you know. And it just it 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 amazes me, cause cause here's the thing too, is that I've been on two retreats. I've been on two two of his retreats. I went on uh, the first one in Breckenridge. And, you know, um, every single person that was there, you know, had already, you know, done their own thing, right? So it's like, I had, uh, you know, but there's a guy, Matt, there's a guy, Matt, that was on this retreat. And he's a flipper, right? Right. So he, he, he took the information from that retreat and he applied that to his, his personal life. And he's, he's making mad money. He was a firefighter too. And he quit that job. That's a, that's a rewarding job. And he quit that to flip because he got the motivation from that retreat. Right. So that's what Zach does. Levels you up. He levels you up. He, he makes you, he just, he motivates you so much that you're just, you're entirely invested in yourself. You know, don't think about your past. It's, it's you know, don't live in your past. Don't live in yesterday. You know, be about today, one day at a time. And whatever you want to do, do it. You know, don't be afraid. Like you, Jax. You're doing this podcast. I, I, I don't know. how. I mean, you're so smart. I mean, like I, like I told you when we were going over the reviews, Jax, you're, you're an entirely different person from even just a year ago when we met on that retreat in Brown County, Indiana. You're Thank an you, entirely bro. different person. Thank you. Bro. And that is exactly the goal that Zach has for, his, for, for what he does. You know, every you know, there's a lot of people who think he's doing it for only money. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about the money. Yeah, yeah. Well, money. and that that shows
0: you, Mikey, that he's getting everything back from you that he pours into your cup. He gets back. And I was I was telling you that a little bit last night on our phone call. And Zach is he knows, man. He's real, recognized real, and that dude, he knows, bro. He's got the sixth sense, and. Zach, we love you, brother. We're going to switch gears a little bit here. We love you. We just wanted to give you that shout out. And to anyone that can find Zach, find him on Instagram and Twitter at Zach Hommel. And he'll change your life. And uh, Zach, thank you, bro.
1: So Mikey. uh, Hey, hold on. It's it's at Zach Hommel underscore. Underscore. Z-A-C-H-H-O-M-O-L
0: underscore. Boom. There you go. Uh, give him a follow appreciate it and so Mikey I want to talk a little bit about because something that I think we as humans and men in particular struggle with is this male vibrato bro like puffing our chests out you know I want to talk about that and I want to talk about vulnerability and how big of a superpower that is and I want to talk about what that is for you Mike and how you can mentor some of these guys that are listening to this and really just unveil that it's okay to get vulnerable and be that.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, you have to be comfortable telling your story, you know, because it's your story, you know, and sharing that with people. I mean, how would you know what you can do, how would you know what you can do if you don't share it with somebody, you know, there's, you know, there's a saying that you you can't keep it unless you give it away, right, so any knowledge that you gain from being vulnerable, and that means advice from so many strong-willed, intentional dudes, you know, it's, uh, it's 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 an amazing process, but I understand how people can be comfortable, uncomfortable uh, doing that. Me, on the other hand, I've made I've made more mistakes than any normal man. I've thrown stuff away, I've I've burned bridges, I've done all of that, all of it, and I accept that, I own it, and I talk about it because if i didn't talk about it all it would all it would do is stay inside here and what would that do to me it would it would turn to chaos you know i would always i would be neglecting myself i'd be sitting on the couch i wouldn't even watch tv i'd just sit on the couch probably drink probably drink alcohol 71 days sober by the way
0: congratulations
1: so, brother that's amazing thank you thank you but um, you have to be vulnerable in life. You know, you have to. You have to. You don't have to make mistakes, but if you do, you should. Uh, you should absolutely own up to them, accept them. You know, I can tell you this right now. I was married in twenty fourteen, October eleventh, twenty fourteen on the beach of St. Pete, Florida at the Don Hotel. It's the pink palace as they call it. It's a big giant pink hotel. And I wasn't the person that my wife, Amanda, thought she was marrying. I wasn't. I was addicted to pills. I was an alcoholic, smoked cigarettes, you know, and I, I kept that from her, so she didn't know who she was marrying. She thought she was marrying a great, a great guy. And I, and 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 don't get me wrong, I believe that I'm a great guy, I honestly do, you know. But, uh, but I had, I had issues, right, as we call them, issues.
2: She had no idea,
1: so. After we got married, you know, we we did the normal thing. We bought a house together. We had children. But the whole time, Jax, I was addicted to drugs.
2: I was hiding it. So I lost a lot of time with my family, you know, and uh, that's a tough
1: pill to swallow. And I'll tell you, my uh, my wife, Amanda, my well, my ex-wife, but in in God in in heaven, we're still married, just so you know <laughs> we, got, we got married by a Catholic priest, so you have to go to get that an at the at the at the Catholic Church and we, yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. do that. so so yeah. as heaven as far as heaven's concerned, we're still married. so but um She gave me over a hundred chances to get it right. And I did get it right a few times, but I always um, went back to it. You know, when it mattered the most, I didn't choose my family at that time. I didn't choose my family. I chose uh, drugs and alcohol. And I think there's a lot of guys
2: that would relate to that. Um uh,
1: so I'll tell you where I'll tell you where it ended. I stole Amanda's company credit card and I went and bought
2: drugs with it. I was
1: uh I was working for a company called Darley. I I was there for 15 and a half years. I had a great, great career. I was to say I'm a, I'm a career salesman. So I was in the fire industry, I was going to trade shows and traveling and just having the best life ever. You know, married to a to a beautiful beautiful
2: woman. And I stole her credit card. I stole her work credit card to buy drugs. So I was suspended
1: from work for three days, came back, everything was fine. Everything was fine for about 30 days. And then I was laying in bed one night, just looking up at the ceiling, you know, laying next to my beautiful, beautiful wife.
2: And I woke her up and I had finally had enough. I said, I'm in trouble. I need help. I can't do this on my own. I'm addicted and I don't know how to get out of it. So
1: that obviously, you know, it didn't surprise her because she's been through it with me a couple times, but that was the time where I checked myself into a rehab center and it was like jail. You know, I took, I I was, I was away from work for 30 days, was in rehab and I was, but, but here's the thing though. I had tried to get sober, like probably four or five times before that. And I never did it for myself. I always did it because of Amanda or because of anything. It was, it was basically always about Amanda. You know, I, I, I wanted to do it for her. I never did it for myself. So when you do something like that for somebody else, you're setting yourself up for failure. You know, if you do it for somebody else, it's gonna create resentments. And resentments will eat you eat the inside of you out. Mm-hmm. They will make you the worst person in the world to that to that person that you have a resentment for. So I always I always hung on to a resentment. So I checked myself into rehab. I went for 30 days. I still remember the first day when I, when I went in, did all the paperwork.
2: This is going to be tough. You're good, brother. I love you, bro. It's all good. Thank you. for you, sharing. Keep but, it up. We were walking in a staircase. And we sat there and
1: looked at each other. And she said, your kids need you, Mike. Your babies need you. I need you.
2: Please, I need you.
1: And I I was so motivated I was so motivated and I was like, this is it man, fuck drugs. Fuck them, fuck alcohol, fuck drugs. I hated it right in that moment because my wife shared a personal feeling with me. And she told me the truth. The kids need you, I need you, let this be it. And I did it, man. I did it for 30 days. I worked out every single day, bro. I don't know if you've ever worked out for 30 days straight, man. But you what, you went in, okay. But then you, I came out like a, a buff dude after working out for 30 days. Yes, bro. bro. It was crazy.
0: 100%.
1: And I had white eyes. I had white eyes. And I still remember when Amanda picked me up. The
2: last day. And she said to me, she goes, I love the way your eyes look right now. Let's make sure they stay that way. You know,
1: and I did really good. And we were, we were, we were, we were fine. You know, um, she was happy. And I was, I was, I wasn't necessarily happy. I was, I was still struggling, you know, because I had urges and cravings, you know, and I had to really reel them in, but I went to a, a therapy and I was in, in psychiatry, I had a psychiatrist and I was on medication and, you know, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I checked out, Jax, and it had nothing to do with medication. Um,
2: I'll never forget this. Uh, New Year's Day,
1: 2019. So January one, 2019. We would normally go to Amanda's uh, uh, grandma, Grandma Augustine. We would normally go to her house um, for uh, New Year's Day, and we'd have a bunch of food, and you know, it just it just sort of happened organically. We did it one year, and then we're like, hey, we should do this every year, right? So. Mm-hmm. We did that, but I had a crazy headache, crazy headache. And I was like, I got to go lay down. You know, this is nuts. I'm like, I've never had a headache this bad before.
2: And so
1: I said, you know what? I'm going to stay home and I'm going to lay down. She didn't like that. She, she immediately went back to, you know, uh, suspicious, you know, uh, a woman's intuition is always true. Don't ever forget that Jax. A woman's intuition is always true.
0: There's truth to that, bro. For sure.
1: Yes. So she thought I was messing around. She thought I was, you know, trying to be isolated and, and be by myself. And I really did have a headache, man. But, what that did was, i, after I said, "I'm gonna stay home and I'm not going there, I saw it in her eyes. i think I think I think I you know, and I've never had this conversation, and I don't want to speak for anybody, but I think that was the day that she checked out. And then it became the day that I checked out. So she had a little pouch, and she was saving as much money as possible in cash. And I stole from it. I knew it. And I stole from it. And I went back out. I relapsed big time. And that was January one, 2019.
2: What was going through your head when you
0: got to that point? Just what was what was going through your mind? What brought you to stealing that from your wife
1: I want what I want when I want to get out of my way
0: was it like a compulsion
1: feeling very compulsive very compulsive you know I was angry I was upset I was hurt because I saw it in her eyes she was so pissed off at me Jax and I knew it I mean, all I had to do was get the fuck up and 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 drive over to her grandma's house who was literally 15 minutes away and just spend time with them, work through the headache, fight through the headache. Mm-hmm. But instead, this brain of mine said, no, you know what? Let her be pissed off. I'm gonna lay down, but I didn't lay down. I, w- I, I went on a freaking rage. you know, and um,
2: so this is where it gets pretty deep. I couldn't keep stealing
1: cash from Amanda because she would obviously know it, right? So the company that I worked for for 15 and a half years, I ended up stealing from them
2: to feed my drug habit. Because I was back in. I ended up stealing over $700 from them. And I got fired. Because they caught me.
1: I got fired. From the company that I had been working for for 15 and a half years. That's where I met my wife. That's where that that was my home. That was my home. And I you know, I stole from them, Jacks. And
2: I knew it was wrong. But I just didn't care at that time. The way
1: my mind worked, I didn't care. You know, it just uh You know, when we talk about impulses, you know, it was an impulse thing. And then it became, you know, greater. I mean, I don't know if you can get any more than impulse, but it it became, it became me. I became that person again, the drug addict, the person who's selfish,
2: irresponsible, chaotic uncontrollable
1: so after that i still remember i i walked into amanda's office she's the she is the the uh uh marketing director for for this Darley, for the company that i was working for she's the marketing director so she's she's big time and i walked into her office after she found out and that was it and she was she was done, but I think she checked out January 1, 2019. But um, you know, but in her office that day, that was it was March, it was early March, it was like March 2nd or 3rd when they discovered it and fired me. And uh I walked into her office. I I didn't even know what to say. I didn't say anything actually. And she basically, you know, she said, I think you should go to your mom's tonight, Mike.
2: And I knew at that point it was over. I had so many chances. So many chances. to live with my beautiful wife and children. And when it mattered most, I chose drugs and alcohol. So,
1: it was tough. You know the funny thing is that when I got fired uh, from Darley, um, i I legit started looking for a job right away. I was on the computer. I was updating my resume, and I found a job within two weeks, <laughs> two weeks of getting fired. I found a good job.
2: and um, you know,
1: so uh, so I could. obviously support my soon-to-be ex-wife but we divorced she uh you know not she you know but we divorced it was in February of 2020 right before COVID hit we were officially divorced and that's I mean I knew it was over before that but that like we were both standing up in front of the judge who was telling us you are now divorced by the powers of the state of Illinois. I mean, we both were uncontrollably crying. That judge was probably like, why the hell are you guys getting a divorce? You know, he didn't know.
2: But I'm proud of Amanda
1: for having the courage you know, to divorce me. You know, there's a lot of women out there that would stay and be like, "Let um, let us, let us men abuse them with their lies and their cheating." You know, but she had the balls to divorce me, and she didn't get no advice from somebody. She's a hardcore. He's she's a hardcore woman. She's like set in her mind. She's the perfect woman to be married to. In all honesty. And I and I threw that away. I threw my family away. It's, you know, everybody's like, oh, I lost my family. No, man, you threw it away. You threw it away with your decisions. Bad decisions. Horrible decisions. And I can't, I can't, I don't, I, I'm not upset at her at all. And I'm sitting here in my one-bedroom apartment by myself every single day. You know, and I get reminded of it every single day. But the difference is, I've forgiven myself. I paid my debt. All that money I stole from Darley, I paid it back. I met with the president of the company, Paul Darley, right in the parking lot of the building and gave him an envelope with all of the money that I stole. You know, in hindsight, I was hoping that he would welcome me back to the company. You know, it didn't happen. You know, how can anybody trust me at this point, right? Mm -hmm. How can anybody trust me? Mm -hmm. Liar, a thief, selfish.
2: You know, and I still didn't stop.
1: I still did drugs. I mean, after we were divorced, I had to move back in with my mom where I lived, you know, half my life in Melrose Park. And all I did was was get messed up. I had a downstairs neighbor, his name was Onyx. We would smoke pot, drink, like almost every night. I did that. Uh, never learned a lesson, not one, because I was selfish.
2: And then, I moved out of my
1: mom's I found I, I liquidated. A portion of my 401k so that I could have money, you know, it was the perfect time to do that because I had been fired so. Um, I liquidated a portion of my uh, 401k and moved out to Elgin so I can have my own place where I'm at right now. And. um you know, still thinking that there was a possibility that Amanda and I could get back together, right? You know, always having that hope. I mean, I mean listen, I'm going to be honest with you, Jax. I still have that hope. I still have that hope. You're going to fight for it, bro. She's going to listen to this,
0: bro. And she's going to know.
1: Yes, I mean, she will because she doesn't think that I'm, she thinks that I'm scared to tell the story. <laughs> and she she's going to be surprised. When that she ain't it. Yeah, she will, for sure. You know, but so I moved out because I had because I had the money at that point. I had the money because I liquidated some of my 40 k. So I was like, "Oh snap! I'm I'm on point now, right? Got my own apartment. You know, I'm, I'm I got a a new job. So at that point, that's when I reached out to
2: Zach Carmel and I asked for help. And he knew I needed help. He know he he knows me better than you think, man. And
1: he knows exactly how to talk to me. And that's when i that's when I connected with Zach. And that's when the change happened. That's when the change happened. That's when I was able to have confidence in myself. Not be hard on myself, not be sorry for myself, not carry that shame and that guilt that comes with somebody who gets a divorce. The worst thing that you can do if you get a divorce is is hold on to that shame. It's not shameful. It's, It's two people who couldn't make it work, whether it's one person's fault or there's two people involved. Two people have fault. Two. So I rode with Zach man. I, I, I piggybacked off him. You know, went to meet him at a hotel parking lot where we had like a four hour conversation where he helped me connect with God and Jesus. And after that weekend, after that two days, because the next day we went on the lake, I was in the I was in the canoe, he was on the paddle board, and we just talked. We just talked, and I gained so much confidence each minute that passed out on that lake with him. You know what? I'm a salesman, man, and I'm damn good at it. So, you know what? I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get out of this. Zach is a very special person as we touched on earlier. But I owe him a lot. You know, I know I owe him money, but I owe him I owe him a piece of my just a piece of me. He has a piece of me in his heart. There's 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 never going to be a moment where I can thank him enough for what he's done for me. So I sat in unemployment, drinking, smoking pot, you know, just being a bachelor. Then I went on a retreat. Again, that changed everything. You know, I came back more motivated, like, okay, I can't do this, obviously. So what am I gonna, what am I gonna do? And the crazy thing, the craziest thing happened, and I can't, I'm I'm actually happy that I get to share this. So when I decided to go on interviews for a job, I would post them right on Twitter, be like, hey, look at me. I'm going on an interview, you know, and I'm in a tie and shirt and looking spiffy and doing my thing. Dominic Donatelli. Sees it? Do you know? Do you know Michael Donatelli? Who, who, no. Who? Who is that? For the people oh that don't God. know. For the people that don't know. Mikey Donatelli. Michael Donatelli. I I think he's 22. I, I maybe 23 now. But he's young. He's an entrepreneur. He's all over Twitter. He's he's he is a freak of nature. His he is like. This dude kills it, man. I mean, he's got, he's thick as bones, just, uh, and he works so hard. And that dude is 22, 23 years old. No, he, he works for himself. So you got to follow him, Michael Donatelli. Okay. Do. Right? Look it up. That's two L's at the end. Okay. Will at do. the end. Okay. But, his father, Dominic Donatelli, is also on Twitter. And he caught wind of me sending out those posts of looking for a job. Now, this is how God works, bro. This is, this is the thing about God. He puts blessings, opportunities, fortune. He does all of that for you. You just got to see it, right? Dominic Donatelli reaches out to me. Hey, man, I, uh, I know a lot of people why don't you send me your resume? Little did he know, man, that I spent a lot of time on that resume, updating it. And it was pretty good. So I sent it over to him like thinking, wow, man, this is it. I'm, I'm golden because, because I had a different mindset at that point, right? I was, I was focused on finding a job and and changing my life and and getting back in order sent him my resume, and I was actually on my way to an interview, and he called me, and he's like, hey, I don't need to send this out to anybody. I want you to come work for me. Let's go. So I, I, so, like, the next day, I can't remember exactly, but the next day, I went and interviewed with Dominic Donatelli, and then I got the job. You know? And it's three miles from my house, from my home, three miles. I have a 10 minute drive to work every morning. I have a 10 minute drive home. It's an awesome company. So I think the biggest, the biggest change in me is my faith. My faith is the biggest change always been a believer, but never knew how to reach out. And now I,
2: uh, I pray a hundred times a day.
1: I thank God. I trust God. I love God. And it's through him that I'm able to accomplish this. I have a good job now. Yeah, I'm living on my own. I'm a bachelor, but That's okay. I'm okay with that, right? Where two years ago, I wouldn't have been. I would have been destructive. I would have ruined everything. Would have ruined it again. Hell, I've ruined it multiple times. But now here I am. My faith, my health, and my mind are are connected now. And that's a, that's a, that's, that's something that nobody like a lot of people don't think about, Jax. They don't. They don't, they don't, they don't try to align health, mindset, career. They don't they don't try to put those together and make it just one whole experience, right? My values, which which I learned or wrote because of a, a, a program or a men's a men's group from Zach Homer, is that I have self-control in my personal life, self-control. Where do you think that comes from? Is, it, is, that, is that from the alcohol, the drugs, the being selfish, self-control. Two, courage, courage. Have the courage to tell your story, have the courage to accept it, have the courage to move on from it you fucked up. Excuse me. Move on from it. Forgive yourself. Courage.
2: Ambition. Self-control. Courage. And ambition. Those three.
1: That's what's driving this body right now, Jazz. That's what's driving me. And there's nothing that's going to stop it now. Nothing. Not alcohol not drugs, nothing is going to stop that now. I am ready to rock and roll, okay? And it's an, it's it was everything that I threw away. This is the most powerful point. This is God doing his work. God let me know. He's like, you're not happy here. You have to move on from this. Move on to the next day. God's doing all this. It ain't me. I'm working through God. I mean, that's powerful. You, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how people can walk around this earth and not notice or even receive the gifts from God. Dude, listen to me. A quick story. I'm sorry to go off. I was Bring I it. was at I was at work Thursday, and I got a call from this guy uh, Barry. I can't remember the company, but I, I'm trying to sell him, you know, paper. <laughs> I'm trying to sell him paper, but through the conversation, you know, because I'm very nice to people, right? I'm, I'm vocal. I'm nice. I'm, I'm a salesman. sales. So I ended up saying, God bless you. For some, for some, it was something that he did for a local company or something. And I was like, God bless you. And he asked me, he's like, are you a faithful person, Michael? And I said, yeah. He said, I could tell. The moment you got on the phone with me, I felt your energy. I felt it. And I knew that you were a spiritual like-minded person. And he ended up, we ended up on the phone for 45 minutes. I'm at work. I hope, I hey, Dom, I'm sorry, bro. You know, 45 minutes, (laughs) but hey, he prayed over me, but then he really tripped me out. I mean, this kind of tripped me out actually, because um, you know, we were on the phone for 45 minutes and he's like, would you allow me to um, ask Jesus to show me signs of you? And I was like, for sure, man, you know, let's go. And he does that. He asked Jesus, you know, reveal yourself, reveal yourself to me in the form of Michael. And he's like, I'm seeing black. All I'm seeing is black. And he's like, do you have a black car? And I was like, uh, yeah. I drive a murdered out on. so all black, like all black. And I was like, yeah, you know, how many black cars are out there on the road? You know, it's like, dude, come on. I no, I wasn't I wasn't like, you know, sort of, you know, being disrespectful, or, but I'm like, you know, OK, what else? And uh, then he said, I see a woman.
2: I see a woman.
1: There's always a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And he tells me you're having you're having trouble with this woman. That's where I started to really trip out. <laughs> I mean, I was like, yeah, man, I uh, I'm divorced,
2: and I hate it. So he knew
1: that. And he prayed over me again. And I gotta tell you, man, I was floating on a cloud for the rest of that day. I was. I was like, wow. Wow. This
2: this this stranger helped me.
1: And that's that's really what life is about, Jax. You know, we're not all strangers we're all children of god you know we're all children of god we're all brothers and sisters we should be helping each other whether you know the person personally or not you should be helping each other and i get help all the time and i need it like i need it it's a it's a it's a need of mine if i didn't have Jack's in my world. If I didn't have Zach Holmle in my world, if I didn't have Dylan Spina, I mean, give me a. Sh- I'm gonna give a shout out to Dylan Spina because that dude is. He's he's been through the mud. He's been through the thick of it. He's a former Marine. Held a gun to his head and it didn't go off. He pulled the trigger and it didn't go. It it jammed up. So he actually pulled the fucking trigger and it jammed up. Man, if I didn't have these guys in my life, I would not be sitting here right now. I don't think so. I would have, I probably would have done the same thing, you know, but that's all gone or it's not gone. It's tucked away in here. But I don't, I don't, I don't open that box a whole lot these days. I've, I I started going to a new psychiatrist. I'm in therapy. I go, I go to this guy Steve, and I just unload, just, blah, <laughs> just spill it out, man. I'm really good at just sort of, you know. Now I'm really good at, you know. Letting you know what I'm going through, you know, what's happening inside of my mind. Now, I am on medication. All right. Now, I know that a lot of people that we know, Jax, you and I, are like anti medication. Like, you don't need an antidepressant. You don't need something for ADHD. You don't have ADHD. That's a title, right? But nah, man, I needed something to balance out the chemicals in my brain. I really did. Because I was I was on my way to being a destructive person again. And I would have tossed a lot of stuff away. So I decided to get that help. So I go to therapy, talk to a psychiatrist. You know, I take my medication. It's just one pill. You know, I'm not on like 13 pills. I'm on one pill. Well, actually too i have a, a sleeping pill that they gave me so you know but it helps and some people need it and i'm not i'm not anti anti medication like some of them some of the people on twitter or other people in our personal lives you know i'm i'm you know i'm all about it but the difference is is that i made it clear to Dr. Anwar, shout out Dr. Anwar, psychiatrist. Um, I said, I don't want a medication that I got to be on forever. I want something that's going to balance me and then I can go off of it. So that's where I'm at, man. I'm uh, fixing myself, Jax. You are. And you know what? There's never ever gonna be, I mean, even after death, when I'm in heaven, there's never gonna be something not to work on, Mm -hmm. right? There's always gonna be something within you that you have to work on and it's up to you to do it. You know, we we can give as much advice as we want on Twitter, but it's up to you to do the work and act action. I still, you know what, I tweeted about this the other day. And I'm really good that I remembered it right now because I remember a, a phone call that I had with Zach. This was probably maybe even a year ago. I don't know, like, like six months ago, something, but I had, a, I had a phone call with Zach. This is when we were talking like every other day, but, uh, he told me, he said, at some point, I'm going to run out of things to say to you, Mike, to motivate you, to to help you realize that you're this amazing man that can do so much. At some point, I'm going to run out of things to say. And then you'll only be left with action. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with the information that you've received from from so many talented people, from so many intentional people, what are you gonna do with that? Yeah, that, that, that stuck with me. So I decided to stop drinking. You know, I'm doing it a different way though. I'm not doing it the AA way or anything like that. I'm, it's not necessarily cold turkey because I'm still smoking pot, in all honesty. But I don't smoke a lot. But I have a. I have a pill that I get to take that helps me sleep. That's the biggest thing that I was worried about. How the hell am I going to sleep without alcohol? And this, this pill helps. So... Um, that's where I'm at, man. I'm a, I am a successful salesman for a wholesaler of packaging, shipping and industrial supplies. I'm living on my own. I pay my bills. I don't drink booze. I take care of my children, my beautiful children. And I just accept life the way it is, the way it comes to me. I accept it. I don't get mad anymore. You know, the really, the really crazy part is like I was I was actually telling Zach this. And I'm, you know, you know, he's a big part of my life. So you gotta excuse me. I was telling Zach this, he said, man, it's funny because my faith is so strong, I don't even get upset when stuff doesn't go my way and stuff stuff doesn't go my way every single day every single day there's something that doesn't go the way that i thought it would and it would normally i would be irate and i don't i don't i don't do that i just i'm an entirely different person it just rolls off my back and i'm proud of that like i'm proud of myself now i'm proud of like, you bro like dude I give myself a pat on the back. Good. I've made, I've made changes in my life. Changes that helps people around me. The important people, my mom, my mom sees a difference in me. You know, I, 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 when I, you know, buffer zones, remember this buffer zones. Okay. Tell the
0: people, tell the people what those are.
1: So buffer zones are something when you go, before you go into an environment, say you're going to a party, right? And you pull into the driveway, take five minutes to breathe. Breathe, collect yourself and say, nothing in this party is going to affect my mood. I'm happy, I'm content, I'm ready to go. You walk into there, you'll be breezy as the wind through the trees, Mm -hmm. buffer zones, give yourself five minutes before you go into any environment. So what I do when I leave work on the days that I go see the children on the weekdays, I'm, I'm leaving work. And whether it's a, you know, I never have a bad day at work. I'm going to be honest with you. I never have a bad day at work. I love talking to these people. I actually have something to sell them and they're actually looking for it. So it's like, You know it's i don't have a bad day at work but you still have people at work right that will affect your mood you know so nobody gets where i'm coming from they they're not they're just they're talkers so that affects me right i'm like ah boom you know come on man but so in that drive to, uh, to the house to see the babies. You know, I pull into the driveway, turn the car off, five minutes. All you gotta do is five minutes. Do some Wim Hof breathing, shout out Wim Hof. Do some breathing and then go. So what happens to me is I have a switch. I got a work switch and then I got a, a, a hanging with my kids switch. And that switch goes on, and I come in there just let's party. I come in there with so much positive energy. I mean, I even think Amanda uh, feels it, you know, even though she won't say it. But I, I, I have a feeling she feels it, right? Come in there with the energy of a superhero, because I'm dad. <laughs> let's go, my dad. Yes, I'm dad. I'm. I am a superhero. You are, bro you
0: know? So Mike, one thing I do want to tell you is one, it's an honor to know you, bro. It's an honor to have been able to meet you and have you in my life. I want you to know that. I don't care if we don't talk for a year, two years, five years, whatever it is, you're always in my life, brother. You, I could tell you anything and you would, you would listen number one. And number two. You would shoot me straight, but you would also shoot me straight with love. You would never bring something to me and try to one-up me, big dick me, or make me feel like I'm nothing or anything like that. So, one, that's what I love about you. Two, Mike, one of my life goals for anyone listening or whatever, myself, you, Mike, for you to know is that one of my life goals, bro, is I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good dad. To me, that is success. If I can provide and protect my family and do what I need to do and what I have been put here to do for my children, for the next generation, that is success. And Mike, you have done that, bro. You have done that. You have you have dug yourself out of this hole you put yourself in You have been the underdog and you have came out on top. I don't care if you don't have freaking $10, a million dollars, a billion dollars in your bank account. I don't give a fuck who you are, how much money you have. What Mike has done and shared with all of us today is success. He has taken his life and he has flipped it in a 180 and he has owned every single part of it. And he has not felt sorry for himself. And he has figured out what he needs to do for himself and his family. And he's filled his cup and he's then filled his family's cup. And I'm telling you this, Mike, there's going to be nothing but abundance and love for the rest of your life. I promise you this, you stay on this path and it's going to be all in all the time. And no matter what happens, Mike, it's all going to be up from here. And thank you for sharing that with all of us. And, I think people need to hear that, and I think people need to shut out the noise from all of the drama and politics and divisiveness in the world, and they need to go back to what you just said, Mike, and that is we all need to love each other and say, hey, stranger, we're actually brother or sister, and how can I make your day better? How can I help you? How can I bring light into your life? What can I do for you? How can I serve you today rather than what's in this for me or fuck that guy? I don't like his shirt or all of those negative feelings and thoughts, bro, that, you know, have, we've all had them. We've all had those experiences when we see someone and for whatever reason, it sets us off or you don't put on the buffer zone and someone says something to you that triggers you that you may not agree with, bro, Mike, you hit the nail on the head and thank you, bro for being vulnerable and opening up to all of us. And I know that a lot of people are going to listen to this and they're going to respect everything that you said, and they're going to relate and they're going to love your story. And we're going to do another podcast. This isn't the, this isn't the only podcast we're going to do, Mike. I freaking love talking to you, bro. I feel like we could do a five hour one. So, you know, that's going to be put put towards the back burner for whenever we're going to schedule that out. But I want, I I know we have 20 minutes, Mike, I want, you to tell us and tell the people on here, a part of the dog pound that are hungry for more and getting better and achieving greatness. I want, I want to know, what would you say to your 25 year old self? If you could say one thing, what would you say to your 25 year old self? If you could
2: do you Don't lie. Don't lie. Go slow, one step at a time.
1: But I think the most important part is don't lie. I was a liar. I was, I lied to get out of everything, man. I was good at it. Oh, oh my God. I was so swervy, bro. I think that's what people, I think people see
0: salespeople. As yeah. manipulative and liars. Yeah. And that, and that is not true, bro. Yes, it can be true for certain people, but bro, that's the same thing with all people.
1: It's not just salespeople. So that's, so that's the thing, you know, and I also have, a I also have a saying when it comes to sales, you know, don't cheat a customer with lazy service. You know, yes, I'm a salesman. I don't have to be a liar. Okay. You don't have to be a liar to be a salesman. You could be honest. You know, some people don't know have any idea what they're buying, you know, but they know that they need to buy it, right? So just don't lie. Don't lie. Tell the truth. Go slow. One step at a time. I mean, boom. That's
2: it. Don't lie. Tell the truth.
1: And then do what you're supposed to do. I mean, it's that simple. You know, do what you say you're going to do.
0: Accountability.
1: Okay. The, the, and listen, I'm going to be straight up with you, bro. The accountability that I have surrounded myself with is incredible. It is a massive circle. You have a, of, tribe. Dude, you have it's a tribe. tribe. It's my tribe. It's my tribe. That's right. And you are a part of that. And Jax, I, I want to, you know, enough about me. What I want to say really quick before we end is that I went on a retreat with you in February. What was it? Twenty was it? Twenty twenty one. Twenty 2020, twenty one. Twenty twenty one. So February. So it was a little over a year ago in Brown County, Indiana. I'll never forget picking you up from the airport. I heard you from from a mile away. It seemed like. You were so, you came in with that. Oh, my God. We were all just chilling. You know, Zach and I were like, we're trying to figure out Eric, right? We're like, he's got a strange accent and he's (laughs) quiet. He doesn't doesn't want to sit in the front seat. I'm like, dude, sit in the front seat. Shout out, Eric. I love you, bro. Yes. Yes. Eric Wetter, what's up, bro? I mean, And he has a beautiful family, man. I don't know if he, he, I know he shared pictures with you, right? He has a beautiful family. He does. But I'll never forget picking you up from the airport. You came in with such energy. And then when I, when I said, you take the front seat, dude, you thanked me in a way that I've never been thanked before. (laughs) Like you were like, bro. (laughs) Dude. Thank you. I was like, wow okay, this guy is going to be something. And you just talked the whole time. (laughs) And I was, I was so impressed with you already. I was, I was like, this guy has got it figured or not figured out. I was like, but you have the energy, you have the, you have the energy to do whatever you want to do. And I spent three days with you and I was lifting rocks with you, walking barefoot and shirtless in the snow, hanging out. TV never turned on once, that retreat. Never once. And we were cooking food. And I'm just watching you. And you are a solid dude, bro. You are a solid dude. All right, so you lifting weights and working out and training, man, you're going to be a beast. But the most important part, that I want to say is that when I talked to you last night, when we were uh, uh, getting everything figured out, you sounded like a, like a, a, a humble human man. You sounded like a, a gracious man. You sounded like somebody who has respect. You sounded like somebody who knows what they're saying, knows what they want. It it was an entirely different person from when we went on that retreat. And that's what these retreats are for, is to do exactly that, Jax. And like I said, remember, I know we talked about this. I said, I can't wait to see you in 10 years. Well, guess what? 10 years ago, 10 years is now because you are the person that I thought you were going to be and you're making moves and you're you're doing exactly what you want to do. I mean, you're living in Maine, bro. You moved from Colorado to Maine. That's a, that is a huge, huge difference. And I, man, listen, I don't even know how the people are in Maine, but I, don't, I know they're not like the people here in Chicago. <laughs> so I am very proud of you, Jax. And I want, you know, anybody who's listening to this, I want them to know, They should be proud of you too, you know, because you have made a tremendous impact on me, on Eric, on Zach, even though, you know, you haven't, you guys haven't really connected, but you made an impact on him too, because I shared it. Anytime I talk to you, I share it with Zach. You know, I already told him this morning and hey, I'm jumping on Jax's podcast. I'll let you know when it comes out. And he's like, let's I go. Love this. <laughs> I love this.
0: That's awesome, bro. You
1: know, that's what they wanted. They wanted that from us, yeah. bro. Eric yeah. and Zach, they're like, Jax and Mike got to get a podcast. They man. did want that,
0: bro. They did.
1: You know, so I'm Jax. I'm so proud of you. Thank I'm you, so proud of you. Thank you. Brother. And I, and I, and I honestly believe that I'm going to know you for the rest of my life.
0: I believe that too, man. hundred percent.
1: You know, so I, I mean, I can't thank you enough for allowing me to share my story on here. I know I took up most of the time. It's all good, bro. But I'm I'm happy that I got that out because I'll tell you what, Jax. I haven't, I haven't spoken that in the truest form ever. I just did today.
2: It
0: needed to happen, Mike.
1: There's a couple pieces of that story that I've never shared with somebody. And I hope, I hope you listen, I'm never going to tell you how to do something. I'm just going to show you how to not do something. For sure. And right there, that's how you not approach a
2: marriage. I mean, you,
1: you don't, you don't do that. All right. So I hope somebody gets some sort of perspective, some sort of uh, ideas or something, you know, but whatever it is, it's how not to treat a marriage. I just I just explained that how to not be in a marriage,
0: which sometimes is the best thing for someone to see what not to do. And the fact that you're willing to share that with the humility and power that you did today, it is going to give people a blueprint of if they're in this situation, if they're struggling with addiction, if they're struggling with lying, if they're struggling with relationship issues, they can hear from you, Mike, what it took to get to where you are. And it may not even ever be brought to fruition, what you really have gone through, because only you know that. But the fact that you're willing to share that with other people, it shows your character. And it shows your power and your courage, bro. I loved what you said at the beginning about courage. It's so true. And one, thank you for everything that you said. All of that encouragement and kindness and those words of motivation for me. I love you, bro. Like, I don't even care how many times we say I love you, bro. I'm going to tell you till the day I die. Mike, I fucking love you, bro. I don't care. I'll say it 10 times on a phone call, man. And um, I want... You to know that this can be a place for all of us, any type of man. I don't care if it's a Marine, a Navy SEAL, a freaking janitor, a fricking salesperson, a construction person. I don't care. Any type of person can come on here and they can be vulnerable and they can talk and share their experiences and their feelings, and what they've been through, and how to get through that, and that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help from your brothers. They will walk through the fire with you. I remember that when I, before I went on that trip with Zach, I texted him, and I said, I'm ready for you to lead us into the fire. You know what he said, Mike? You You know what he said? What? He said, I'm coming into the fire with you, bro. That's right.
1: That's right. He didn't say,
0: I'm ready to lead you as a lot of people would. He said, we're going in this together.
1: Together.
0: Together. Yeah. He said, I'm linking arms with you and we're going in together. And that's what we did. And I want the people to know too, all of this was a very serious and deep conversation and I want you all to know for the next episode that Mike comes on, I want you to know he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. And Mike has some of these stories that you are going to be crying. You are going to be laughing on the floor, crying, (laughs) laughing, because he's one of the, when we let it down, bro, it's, it's, it's so hysterical for a lack (laughs) of a better term. And I can't wait to have you on again, bro. And, I just want you to know that we are going to have to finish this up here. And one, again, thank you, brother. Thank you all for listening to episode number one. I hope you enjoyed it. We are going to be posting Mike's, where to find Mike. Mike, tell people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, I'm at 333Hollywood. On Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. I'm sorry. Yeah. Look at me. I, I feel like Twitter is the only thing. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I think I'm on TikTok, but I only do that to watch the, the funny videos, right? Right. So uh, but yeah, but Twitter, um, which is our go-to, Elon Musk now is the owner, so never leaving. But yeah, at three 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 Hollywood. And really quick, I didn't give myself that name. You know that, brother.
0: I know that, bro. I know that. All right. Well, to Eric, Zach, Mike, Dylan, all the boys, all of the people listening, all of the dogs that are on AB, the freaking
1: path. Adam Kitchens, Tyler Todd, the best father I've ever met through Twitter. I hope he gets to hear this, man. Tyler Todd you are the man, bro. You are the, the epitome of what a father should be. And I love you to death, man. So just all the homies, bro, all the homies, man, they know who they are. Man, I love you guys. I'm so proud of you guys. And I'm so happy to be a part of your lives. And Jax, I want to thank you before you cut off. I want to thank you for inviting me on. This is incredible. This was an incredible experience. I I knew I was going to be vulnerable, and I knew that I was going to tell my story, but I didn't know that I was going to just blah, let all good, out, brother. So thank you for giving me the platform to do that, man. I love you.
0: I love you, bro. Thank you for coming on. To the people that are still tuned in, thank you. Follow us at Dog Food Podcast on Instagram, Dog Food underscore on Twitter, and reach out if anyone needs anything. Please reach out to Mike or I. I'm confident that you can DM either of us, and we will help you with whatever you're struggling with dm us if you want to get on the podcast dm us at dog food podcast on instagram dog food underscore on twitter for on twitter what was that d-a-w-g food underscore and thank you guys this is mike and Jax. out